And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Game eight over. Hello, Michael. Hello there, Ken Brown. Happy Monday. Victory uh, Monday here. Victory Monday, and finally. Finally, Victory Monday. But you know what? As we used to do with a 16-game schedule, but now with 17, I think we still do it. We break the uh, season off into four four-game segments. That's what the best coaches do when Ken Brown does. So the Lions <laughs> were one and what three. What are you talking about? Yes, the Lions were one and three in the first four, and yeah. they are one and three in the second four. So not good, not good. And this is the way I always did it. If you win three of those four quadrants, you're in the playoffs. If you win two and don't lose any, you got a chance. But when you lose the first two, you got to win the next two for any type of playoff possibility. So that's where you're at with the KB formula. But so there's one game go, added in, so that so changes they have to it. Go, right, they'd have to go three and three one. Three and one, three and one, and then the one game extra, whatever. Yeah. And that well, would give you eight wins. That will put you eight and eight, you know, and then you got the one game for a chance to go to the playoffs. So anyway, that's what that right. goes on. But um, victory yesterday over the Packers. Exciting. You know, for a low-scoring game, I thought it was a pretty exciting game. I thought the crowd sound was great. You can tell me more about that, but uh, give me your impressions of yesterday's game. Well, I agree exactly with what you said. And, and look, you, you don't have to have a 48-45 to 45 game to make it exciting, as long as it's close. And this game was close. It went right down, you know, right down to the wire. Uh, there was no score until the last what, 15 seconds of the, of, the, of, the, of the first half when the Lions – Got a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Took an eight to nothing lead and never trailed. And they led from well, I can't say they led from wire to wire, but once they got the lead, they never gave it up and and played good. I thought that uh, I thought the defense played well. The offense was just okay, but it didn't give anything away really. And I thought I, I don't know when you look at the discrepancy between yards and time of possession and all that. They were in the Packers' favor. Did the better team win? I don't know, but the team that was the most uh, took advantage the most made the fewest big mistakes was the Detroit Lions, and that's how they won. Well, I also thought that Green Bay was god-awful. That's the worst Packer team I can remember since Brett Favre, man. I mean, even before Brett Favre, that was a terrible, terrible display of football from them yesterday. Is it a one-game anomaly, or is it a trend that's about to start? I don't know, but I'm just looking at yesterday. That was a bad. That was a bad team. Well, when you say did it start yesterday? They lost five in a row. What do you mean it just started? It's been going on since since opening day. They lost their opener, won three straight. Now they've lost the next five. They're three and six. Yeah, but so it didn't just begin Sunday. Yeah, no, but, it didn't. No, but they were. No. They played better in those losses. I'm talking about yesterday. They just didn't even. Detroit should have won that game twenty five to whatever they ended up with nine because. To me, Detroit gave up, you know, the golf was just as bad as Rodgers doing the middle of the game. And I thought they, they there was opportunity to get points and they didn't get them. And I'm, I'm not blaming golf. And yeah, I am blaming golf. I was, I was going to say yeah, I'm not are. blaming Yeah, I am blaming him. I thought he was awful for a guy with his experience in the league. He, he should have had five interceptions the way he was throwing. I just thought he was terrible. But he you went have had five but, interceptions. What are you talking about? He, it was five balls, that, four other balls that could have oh. been caught. 
I know, I know, Mister Protector. You, you got your ridiculous. got your golf protection badge on today, but I'm not protecting him. He's uh, no, but he wasn't good. He wasn't good. Now, are there extenuating circumstances? Maybe, but he wasn't good. Well, I don't think he played alone. I think the defense played well. I think the offensive line held up well. I thought they ran the ball well. I thought uh, until it counted. What do you mean? They ran the ball well until it counted. And we're going to talk about that in a little while, too. On certain plays, when it was time to get that one yard, I just thought that they didn't run well. When it was time to get the tough, the tough yard, it was too many mistakes in that line. And I thought the line played average yesterday. I didn't think they played that great. I thought they played average. Well, they didn't give up a sack. I think that was something. Yeah, but just giving them six. See, that, that's a false um, stat, too. Just because you go to sacks don't mean you play well. There were games where you might give up three sacks and play great. I just thought that I thought run blocking left a lot to be desired toward in the crucial times. Too many mistakes. Um, even though he didn't get sacked, he was feeling pressure because he was throwing the ball. He was getting it out too fast, which means he wasn't comfortable back there, which means he didn't think the line was doing what they should have been doing. That's that's the way I see it. Well, that's your opinion, yes, Kenny. Yes, that is my opinion. And we will move on. Um I did think the defense played a better game. I thought that they minimized the mistakes that they've been making the last few weeks. I thought they were solid. A couple of guys had great games. And I just thought the defense, well, the whole defense, you know, it was a a pressure week for them because you fired your D-backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant. You don't know what's coming out this week. I mean, will they go downhill or will they – make a move going uphill. And I think they made a move going uphill. Well, it depends on whether uphill is harder or downhill is easier. It depends on which way you want to look at it. That's I, 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 I have a hard time processing what, what you mean there. I think uphill which means is, that you're trending up. You're going uphill. Yeah. Well, that's a new one. <laughs> I, you've almost silenced me. I was about to say, gee, I didn't know that was that controversial statement. Okay, let's put it like this for the layman. I thought the defense played better, Michael. Yeah, I think they made. I think they're making progress. I think it's. I think it started really in the uh, in the uh, uh, game they played against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I thought they played well for three quarters, and with no support from the offense, and 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 you know. Gave in late in the fourth quarter, gave up two touchdowns in the last three minutes. But I think they've played pretty well defensively since then. I really do. Right. Starting that at that point, I think they played okay. Right. Not great, but okay. Right. Now, all that being said, my last five minutes of negativity in some aspects. When you win a game, when you win a game, when you win a game, it's much better. And like I said, regardless of what I'm saying, I'm just picking up points because we're talking about the game. A win is a win. I don't care how you got it. If you walk off, the, you can have the greatest game ever and lose, and it's not the same as a bad game winning. So they did find a way to win. Let's get that out there right now. And a much-needed win because people want the number one pick and they want to get Bryce Young or whoever they think the flavor of the month is. Wins with a young team like this will help you out better than anything except a franchise quarterback who's number one. I will give you that if, if one was there. There's not one there. Go for winning games. It will make your program much better in the long run. 
Oh, absolutely. That's what. Look, what do they do all this stuff for? From from you know, on March third on, get ready to get ready for the season and trying to win games. That's why they draft players and sign players and trade players and train players and all of that stuff. It's to win. It's not to get draft picks. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but the tank crowd starts early. You know that. Oh. Course, yeah, oh, course. they want to just lose all the rest. People were actually mad. Some people were mad. I was to some radio shows yesterday that they won a game. It's just stupid. You play the uh, Herm Edwards. You, um, you play to win you play the game. To win the game, and that's Hello. what it is. And I, I don't like I said. Whatever they end up, they end up record wise. But you play to win. And I thought for win number two. And you know, like I said, I hate Green Bay. So anytime you beat Green Bay, it's fine by me. I don't well, care I don't what it's Green in. Bay because I grew up watching Green Bay. Green Bay versus Dallas. Green Bay versus the Lions. I really, I, I, I you know, I like the Packers. I like everything they represent, but I want the Detroit Lions to beat them. Well, I got no hate for both of us for the Green Bay. So yeah, you have enough hate for both of us for almost <laughs> everything. Now, things that I do talk about. I don't know what the coach said. It maybe it was Bill Parcells. I don't want to give him credit or, or whatever. If it wasn't true, but. It, Somebody said that for every rookie you start, you can count a loss. So the Lions winning yesterday's game with four starters on defense that were rookies. And I just think that uh, that makes it tougher to, to win games this year. And that's why I like to see the improvement by the rookies. Kirby Joseph, who PFF rated the top safety yesterday, and he's the second Rated safety top, for the top, season. Top rookie safety or top safety no, period? No, top safety period yesterday yeah. with a 90.1. And for the year, he's the second rated safety period. Behind who? I didn't look who was the number one. He was behind well, who? It's only one line. I didn't look. I already got the note for him. Jesus, who, who do you would ask? Does it matter who he's behind? Yes. Why? Because I want to know. That <laughs> well, you guy. keep talking. I'll look it up while we're talking. Um, so he's a second-rated safety. But regardless of that, this is why people that get on Brad Holmes are idiots. He's been in two drafts, and he's taking fourth-rounders and third-rounders and getting production out of them immediately. When's the last well, time that happened? Immediate well, Not three years down the line production. Immediate production. Well, well, you're missing one player, too, a fifth-round pick from last year. Derek Barnes from Purdue, fifth-round pick, played yesterday, played 50 snaps, the most he'd played this season. He played more last year, but with the arrival of uh, Malcolm uh, Rodriguez taking away some of his, a lot of his playing time, but Rodriguez got hurt. Uh, Barnes went in, played 50 snaps, had a team-high 12 tackles. He had a sack, a quarterback hit, a pass defense. And a couple of other things. He really, really played a strong game. And what another thing he did was take on blocks. He talked to Alec Anzalone, the veteran linebacker, and he said he absolutely loves playing behind Derek Barnes. He says he's everything a linebacker could want. He takes up two blocks at a time. That's a, that's that's that just goes to show you that the impact a young player has when he got his opportunity. He was ready to play when he got his chance yesterday, and he showed out. Yeah, but I'm also amazed by people who want to throw a guy away if they don't become a starter of their rookie year. But they'll sign a free agent player who didn't become a starter to the fourth year and had the good year, and then they want to sign him. Now, see, it does, it, when it's your rookie or your second-year guy, he's got to be immediate. 
But when you go Ooh. sign somebody else, it's like I can tell you, like Tareer Whitehead and these guys who came in and were real good players for the Lions, they didn't play good their first year. They didn't play good their second year. They grew into these roles. You're what they, Nobody wants to watch kids grow into these roles now. You got to immediately be a starter or you're a bum. Well, football's a different, football, look, football is not baseball. Where baseball, you start at first base, you start at shortstop, second base, third base, and you play 150 games as the starter. Football is different. You rotate people in on, on different packages, rotate them in and out. You don't get a lot of guys who play every snap except on the offensive line, quarterback and cornerback. But but players like uh, like the one we're talking about, Derek Barnes, he might play 15, 20, 22 snaps a game. Those are important snaps, every single one of them. Doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean because he didn't start the game, wasn't there when they when they played the national anthem. That, that, that he's a, a loser or, the, or a bad draft pick. It just means that's the way it is. No, you're right. And um, the thing about it, like you said, we don't know how bad Rodriguez is hurt, if he'll be out a while or not. He only well, he went back snap. in. So we'll yeah, see, we'll yeah. see. But uh, Jeff Akuta's going to have to start being the missile out there. He injured three of his own players yesterday. Kirby Joseph, Rodriguez, and Aquara. All yeah, were taken out by Akuta's aggressiveness. So be careful around the pile, Jeff. Well, they call that friendly fire. I don't think yep. there's anything friendly about no, it. No, nothing friendly about it. When you get hit, no. Yeah. And I'm not doubting when I say it. As you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty pretty solid Akuda fan. I like uh, I like the way he plays. I like the way he endured, the way he stuck, hung in there. He's playing good football. He really is. And you know who else? You know, Kenny who made his made his uh, made his presence known yesterday. Jerry Jacobs. That is a ball player. Yeah, another um, absolutely another. I'm about to say another pickup by the the GM Brad Holmes, an undrafted guy who started last year until he got hurt, made his way to starter last year, got an ACL, came back, and looks like he's gonna he's gonna help this team out. Well, he also traded for uh, uh, Derek or Jared Goff too. Who a Brad Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're not talking okay, about that. Okay, I just want to. Talking about that. Look, I'm doing the good stuff right now. All right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm doing the good stuff now. Why you want to bring I, that up? I want the fans out there to know <laughs> I'm knocking you. I'm not knocking you at home. Look, I'm not, why are we you bringing are that a, up? You, you why are we bringing that up? Look, all I do know. Do me a favor, Kenny. Do me a favor, okay? <laughs> if I should pass away someday, and I'm not convinced that I will, yeah, no, I, don't I, do not want, I don't want you to put the inscription on my tombstone, okay? Because God knows what's going to end up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, that's if you get a plot, brother. You know, that is not 100% yet. You might get it earned, and it might be <laughs> it might be somewhere else. You know, and I'm going to get whatever's cheapest. I know my ears. That's whatever's right. cheapest. Now, a couple of things I do want to talk about yesterday's game. Uh, Campbell didn't take the heat yesterday that he would have if he'd have lost, but there are a couple of decisions. I just want to know where you fall in. And trust me, people, I'm not one of the Stoneites who sit there and, and – criticize every decision that this is the world at the end because they do have an analytics chart and some of these decisions are defended by analytics. But I just want to know where you go in on this. Um, To me, it's important to score first in any game. So I would have took the field goal. I understood what he did, but I would have took the field goal in the first series just to get points on the board. Where you fall in on were, that? I thought there were two key short yardage plays that, that, that they got nothing out of. One early, the one you're talking about, and then uh, late in the game on the fourth down play. Right. Well, they're both fourth down plays. Right. But, but 
I didn't I didn't mind the first one because you're pinning them deep, you know, and I think I thought that was okay. I didn't like the second one. And what I if you were going to go for it on fourth down, and I think it was probably predetermined uh, uh, by Dan Campbell that if we don't make it on third down, we're going on fourth down. Having said that, it was fourth and closer to fourth and one than it was fourth and two or three. I would have thrown the ball on that down. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have run it. I would have run play action and flipped it out to whoever on know. the third down. On the third down, yes, I would have. Yeah, I agree with that. But or, but if, I would have. I, yeah. I would have done that. Yeah, but yeah. if you're gonna run, which they did, I just don't like Williams in the game at that point because to me, Jamal, he's not a he's not a read runner to me. He he doesn't read holes. He can't have. He doesn't improvise through them. He'll, he can get through open ones, and he's he hard charger. But on a play like that, when something broke down like you saw, there were other things he could have did, but he just plowed straight ahead. I, I just think on a third and one like that, I would have liked to see Swift in the game. Well, but he only played, you know, a little bit. He only played 10 snaps. He had two carries for, right. for 10 yards, and, and he had three catches for 40. And we can talk about that more later, but uh, I, I, I don't – necessarily agree with you and I don't really disagree I mean there's a reason they do that but look he got slaughtered on that way last two yards yeah he just he got submarined it just got his feet taken right out from under him so that's why I would have I would not have run on I would not have I would have thrown the ball on on third down I really would have yeah but then that's again that's what I'm talking about the line part when that play if you're a good line you if you get stopped it's not gonna be because you missed a block or somebody came through you're not going to get blown up. It's just going to be you're going to beat the guy in front of me. And that play, they miss blocks. A guy comes straight in untouched and well, blocks. Yeah, yeah but I'm just saying that's when you become a good – that's when you had a good game because that was a crucial play. That's when I want to see guys step up. You know, I thought Decker played average yesterday. I, I really did. I made some mistakes and he – he, he, penalty here, and it just—I didn't think that was his best. I don't game. think you know what. I don't think that penalty was on him. I think they called it on the wrong person. I you think, think they, so? I think they called out the wrong number. Now I just saw—I happened just be happened to looking at, at Evan Brown, and I thought he was the one who jumped early. I didn't think it was—I didn't think it was Taylor okay. Decker. Now I could be wrong, right. but that's the way I saw it. Right. And but that's it, not something I focus on either. Yeah. But I just happened to be watching that. But anyways. Um... They so they win the game. You know, I'm not. I want to sit and talk about the rest of the game. Let's, uh, you got some to talk about. We can talk about Swift, and then I want to move forward. The game was oh, won. Thing, They're two and six. Yeah, one thing about Swift, we keep talking about him getting better. Well, getting better, and he's playing 10, 10 of the fifty-four, fifty-five snaps, whatever it was. I mean, how much better is that? So, but the one thing about it, he made impact. You know, like I said, he had two carries for for ten yards, three catches for forty yards. That's fifty yards, and and on. 10 plays and five, you know, five, five uh, touches. That's 10, 10 yards per touch. I think that's impact. I really do. Yeah. And like I said, if worst case scenario for the rest of the year, he's, um, what's the guy we used to have? Theo Riddick. You yeah. got to play him like that. Then that's fine. If that's what it has to be, but people want to trade him and cut him. I'm like, he, he no. has, yeah, don't know. This is people talking. He gives impact. You, you, he's not up for a contract next year. You got him, so just deal with it. If he get if you get the games out of him, fine. If you don't, then he's a third down back or he's a partial back. But he's got too much talent when he's on the field. He's a threat, and he, that opens up other people, even if not him. So, like you said, if you got ten ten carry ten touches yesterday, 
or you know, oh, well, he had five touches, five touches, but he had like fifty yards receiving or somewhere like that. Let me look at the stat here. He had uh, oh, he had forty yards receiving, forty yards receiving, and you know, yeah. geez, I mean, that damn, it's looking. Um, Khalif Raymond has seventeen for the whole game, so I mean, he's he's being productive, and um, whatever he's got, though, we need to dig into that more. Is it something that gets better this season, or is this just going to be it well, for the rest of the year? You're going to dig into it. What are you going to do? No, you're going to dig into it at the press conference. I want you to dig into it. I, <laughs> want, into you, it. I want you to dig into that. You know, was successful in that. Game. I you want you to dig into that. Look. Just one other thing on offense. Let's not forget the two, the two, uh, two, 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 two players who scored touchdowns on receptions were both young tight ends. I was just getting into that because that? I was just about to talk about that as we wraapped up that part of it. That James Mitchell was traded. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had two guys step up, Zilstra of the Flying Zilstra brothers, who both were active yesterday, and um, James Mitchell, the tight end. Who, not to me, the touchdown was fine, but the third down play to keep that last drive going, and you were confident enough to throw to him. That told me more than the touchdown. Well, absolutely. But look, let's not get too dramatic about it. The quarterback throws to the open guy, and that's that's that really is. Jared Goff's game, you know, goes through his progression to find to find an open guy. I don't, I don't think he's a type of quarterback who improvises a lot and you know takes a hunch or anything like that. But yeah, I think I think he's got a chance of being a good player. I, look, I like T.J. Hawkinson, and he broke in with Minnesota in a pretty good way. Nice, nine targets, nine catches, nine catches, seventy yards, and then the last yep. drive, he was getting the ball a lot. They kept that drive going when they won the game. Yep. So, yep. and nobody no, ever said he was not a good player. Let's let's yeah, not I, even hold that. He's in he's in the second tier. He's not in the first tier. Right, but uh, like I said, to that he might. Where you're at now, and have to pay him, and have to do whatever, and you got him. It, it, I really had a draft pick, and I think they got a good pick out of it because now you can put those picks together if you got to move up for a player you want, or you got to right. do whatever, or add four pieces. I'm I'm telling you right now, though, and we'll talk about this later. I'm not in favor of more young talent outside of maybe one or two next year. I'm not in favor of adding eight new players next year, all rookies. Well, what I are think you going to do with your, with your not going to draft? What are you no, gonna no, do? no. I'm saying I would. No, no. What are you going to do? I'm about what to you tell you. Can I, can I tell you? Can I no, tell you? Can I tell you? Yeah, well, let me tell you. Instead of having nine picks, yeah, I would bundle picks up, give me two or three good players in the draft, and I'd be done with it. I'd be fine with that. Give me you three high-drafted players rather than eight over the whole draft. Because you know, my, and you know what, you know what, I would hope if if you were doing that as a general manager of the Detroit Lions, I would hope that Sheila Hamp would close the door after the first pick and fire you immediately. Say you're killing my franchise, Kenny's got an opportunity to add talent, young talent. Take it. Look what they. I might. I agree with what you're saying, but I'm talking talk- about. I'd rather have blue chippers. Then I really have one blue chipper and four red chippers. Well, it's and this is the Jamo Williams argument. They waited for this guy because this is a blue chip talent. I rather have waited for James Williamson now than that took Jordan Davis or took those two picks at the end of the first round and added two players. I rather wait for the blue chipper. That's well, all I'm saying. Right. But, but, but the issue they have in defense, and look, they're not out of the woods just because of what happened yesterday and a week or so ago. They've got to build that defense or they're never going to win anything. Exactly. But, and what do they have the next modern, year now? In the modern era of, of the National Football League, 
offenses win games, but defenses lose games. Exactly. And what do they have next year now? You traded away a $9 million chip. So you got $9 million to get a defensive player in the offseason and plus whatever else you had. I'm just saying, you traded out an offensive player to get a defensive player. So they're well, looking ahead. Nine, $9 million is just a start on getting a player these days. That's yeah, not, but no, no. Nine a cap is more than $9 million player, though. Remember, if you got nine a cap, you can finagle a cap to $4 million. It'll show for the first year. So you can get any type of player if you got a $9 million cap space. And that's what they basically said. They said, we're not spending that money on offense. We're going to put it up. We're going to spend it on defense. That's bringing in veteran players. That's what I'm talking about, Mike. I think, like I said, add two or three good talents. But to me, this team is going to be one with some of the veterans you had in the offseason and the improvements of the young guys you have now. Well, I I sort of agree with what you're saying, but I just think that when you've got two two second two first round picks, two second round picks, and a third round pick, and it's a high third round pick, it could be you know like the 66th pick in the draft or whatever, right? Depending on how many more games they win, and I think they'll win a few now. I really do. Oh yeah. I think they've I think they've gotten some of the some of the weight off their shoulders. Yeah, it's like a big sigh of relief, like with Mike I, Cassino, I really, yeah, like I, Mike at the casino when he gets up, knowing that the next person sit down is going to hit big. <laughs> no, no, the person who's <laughs> sitting there right now is going to hit big. That's why I go there. But but I just I I think look I think they've put together some good young players, and I think they need a few more. And those 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 players they have now are going to be your veterans in 2023, and bring in a new crop of rookies. Right? Yeah. Use, use as many of those picks as you can, but don't overdo it. But right, I'm just saying as you see now, though, rookies only help you so much. The rookies only help you so much. Well, you know, look, Aiden Hutchinson is an example of that. I don't know how much he's helped him, but he did make a play. Yeah. yesterday. they'll make a play here and there, and they'll give you a couple of games here and there. But I'm just talking about. To depend on these guys is the second, third, fourth year guys. That's the core of your team, and that's what Brad Holmes is trying to build. Well, they can't. You can't have second and third and four year guys as the core of your team unless you have them when they're rookies, and that's what the draft is for. Right, so, Kenny. You can't. You can't build. You can't build a team unless you have the building blocks, and the right. way you get those are with the draft. Right, but I expect this team next year with the cap moderations and things you're doing. I expect them to contend for the central title next year or the north title next north. year. I keep saying central. The can, north can we title. stay in there? Can we? Can we talk, can <laughs> yeah, I thought Tampa Bay was still. I thought Tampa was still <laughs> in the thing. But I expect them to contend there. I want them to contend next year. Matter of fact, their goal this year should be to finish in second place. That should be I the have goal. Chicago and Green Bay. Yeah, that should be their goal. They're one game behind in the win column. That should be their goal for the rest of this year for these next um, nine games. Well, I'm not sure how, how tough you rate the remaining schedule. I think it's pretty tough, though. I mean, Chicago's a tougher out now than it was Yesterday, a month ago. right. But, yeah. you, but, yeah. but to me, Carolina's easier than we looked at a month ago. I'm still not sold on the Giants. Jacksonville is a very winnable game. The Green Bay you game by the end of the year, you don't know if Rodgers is going to be playing the last game or not. You know, the way he's going, he, he might retire at any minute, or he might, you know, they might just put him down for Jordan Love for the rest of the year. I don't know, depending on how they're going. So there are games that are on there to me that are very winnable. You know, the Buffalo game, that's the toughest game to me left on the schedule. The Jets, they're not world. They're good, but they're not world beaters. I think they're not world beaters, but they're good. They're yeah, they're good. The Bills. But I'm just saying, is there a game on this schedule right now that you just fear the the safety of the Lions going into besides the Bills? Uh, no, 
Yeah, so yeah. they can be won or lost. And that's the fun part of the season. Well, I tried to tell all of you guys earlier, don't get excited. Let's take the season as it goes because it's going to be fun. Now, let's talk about some realistic stuff, though. They got to get some receivers back. I don't know how many of y'all can come off the list or whatever, but, I mean, you, the Kennedys of the world, which I call the 4A receivers, um, the Zilstra brother and all these other guys, that's that's not helping your quarterback out. You got to get somebody to go with St. Brown, chalk, or somebody's got to come back until J-Mo gets back. You got to do something. Well, look at what, what can you do with guys who are hurt? You I'm saying you got to get them back. Reynolds now. Yeah, right, Josh you got to get them back. And Josh Reynolds, let's, let's face it, Josh Reynolds was a fifth receiver last year or whatever. He's played right. good since he I got here. But it's not like we're talking about, you know, getting uh, Tyreek Hill back here now. No, we're uh, not. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I'm talking about getting I the guys you're paying, the Chalks. The, uh, not as quite as dependable as you might have thought he was. Right, but Cephas, I always thought Cephas, if he could just stay healthy, he could help this team. Can um, you kick him out of your memory banks, please? You think that's over? But I like him, by the way. I like the, I like the player. He's been hurt too much. Yeah. And speaking of her too much, when will we see Romeo Acquora? When will we see Romeo Acquora? Because you're going to have a decision to make at the end of the year on him. Because he's like the second highest uh, cap number guy now that Hawkinson's gone next year. Well, we'll see. We'll get to next year. Next well, I'm just year. saying, though, to, to me, he's got to play this year because you don't know if he misses the whole year, then I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I can bring him back. He's missed the whole well, if he year. The, if he misses the whole year, what's that got to do with next year? Because I don't know what I'm getting when he comes back. If it's if he's that long, look, Akuda and him tore their ACL. I mean, tore their Achilles around the same time, within a couple of weeks of each other. You know, Akuda played a whole season, and if he misses a whole year, then either it's not responding or whatever is a different, a, a more serious well, Okuda, injury. Okuda missed the whole year. No, I'm saying, though, they hurt themselves within three or four games of each other, but Akuda's yeah. played this whole season, and Aquora's still not back. Yeah. No, so, you know, we have something to look at. Something to look at. So, all right. Well, let's get to the game this week. We got the Chicago Bears, like you said, right. who was a better team yesterday than it was a month ago. But I'm still not sold. I'm, I'm sorry. No. He ran for a lot of yards yesterday, um, the quarterback, Justin. I'm he happy for you. I'm happy for you. All right, give him a cookie. He got a bunch of yards. He still only throws for 140 yards a game, 150 yards a game. Not impressed with him as a quarterback. Three touchdowns, though. He threw for three touchdowns. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm just saying I'm not impressed. The numbers to me don't add so up with him throwing. The object is not to get the ball in the end zone, though. Is that is Mike, something new? Did they win? No. Okay, there we go. You could give me all the numbers points. you want. Did they was. Quarterbacks to me are judged on one thing. Did they win? Winning. Did they win? Well, then you must love uh, that you love uh, Jared Goff today. Yeah, I do. Even though he played bad. Like I told you, I can't say nothing bad because they won. What do you mean you can't say nothing bad? You spent five minutes. Spent <laughs> I, I said I don't think he played great, but he won, so I give him the credit in the world. Mm-hmm. He won. Now he goes to Chicago. I want to see him win a road game. I haven't seen him win a road game since he's been here. Time to win a road game. Well, and, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, and if my memory served me correct, last year wasn't that the close game where they could have won the Chicago game in Chicago? Wasn't that the one where the – they won. Chicago mm-hmm. won at the end. I thought it was a close game. I got to check my memory bank, but I, I think it was. I think it was twenty to ten or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was they Justin got, Fields' first win, wasn't it? Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a game you can go into. This is a winnable game. 
They traded away two of their best defensive prospects. They got a defensive players, not prospects. Well, I'm just saying Starters. Chicago gave away the two of their best players on defense. They took back Claypool to me, who's a, a a crime to any team he's on because he's a malcontent. And I'm glad Detroit didn't even look at him. He's he's if you followed him along or research him, I don't want him on my squad. I don't care how good a player he is. I don't need him. You know, so I hope he goes over there and infects them like he tried to infect the Steelers. And this is a game that you can win. Well, the early line is that the, is that the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which indicates to me that it's a pick game. Yeah. You know, when you're a two-and-a-half-point favorite over a team at home, then that indicates to me that you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time for the Lions to win one of these coin flips. Now, look, they were un- they were underdogs yesterday at, at home, three and a half to four, and won by what was it? One by six. Was mm-hmm. it fifteen to fifteen to nine? Fifteen to nine. Yeah, one by six. So, yeah, tough day. Well, I think also that um, coming off a win, if it, it would have been a loss going to Chicago, I could see. You know, the pressure being on two and a half probably been three and a half. They probably got another point added on. But this win was bigger than just the win. I think it just took the pressure. The coaching staff, Aaron Glenn, the, just the, it just lifted the pressure. It was such a bad week when you're firing coaches last week that this just lifted the pressure on the team. And you can go about it freely. They're one game behind the number that they won last year with nine games left. And you remember last year, didn't they win the last two to get there? They beat Arizona and then they – beat Green Bay at the end, right? Correct. Yeah, so this this is like icing now. I mean, they can take that deep breath and just play, and I think you're going to see a better product the rest of the year out of them because oh. I thought they were just getting a little – they were getting in their heads the last couple of weeks. Well, I think there's something else, too, that when you do something that works, you're more com- comfortable and confident in repeating it, and the Lions saw things defensively at work. You see guys breaking on balls in the secondary like Kirby Joseph, especially that last interception where he just he just swooped in on that ball, just glided. Which wasn't which wasn't even his best play. I thought the oh, knock away on the touchdown was the best play from Joseph. When oh, he whatever. didn't get an interception. I'm just saying that's a ball. That that was Brady that was a uh, Glover Quinn, the way Glover used to hawk. We right. haven't had a hawk since Quinn left. Well, well Diggs was a hawk. Diggs was a little yeah. of a hawk. Right. No, I'd agree with you. Yeah, I'd agree with him. But this is what you need. And I, like I said, I was reading up because I asked you about this last week or whatever. Can him and Walker play together? And they can. And Walker, when his season was over, he his PFF numbers, Mike, were pretty good. Yeah, like I said, if you were, go by yeah. that. So you you got a potential of your safeties being solid, you know, for next year. Now you got one corner of Kudu who's playing good, even though I want to see I want to see some interceptions out of this guy before the year is over. I want to see him do that. That's the last part of his game I think that I'm waiting to develop, the takeaway part. And if you remember, Slay early in his career wasn't a big takeaway guy either. It became a couple years later when Slay started taking the ball. So right. that you develop that as a corner over time, you know, some guys. So I want to see that. And then you work in the other corner, okay. Your def- it looks like the plan is in place now. You just got to stay healthy and grow. Well, one thing you're not taking into account, too, is that Okuda's only played 17 games in the National Football League. This is his third year, but he's played 17 games. Yeah. One that's, season's worth of games. That's true. And when it's interrupted the way it is, when it's not months, but years, a year between games, 
then you're really not getting the impact of experience. You're really not because you're not experiencing anything. Right. And you can't get better in those two off-seasons because you're rehabbing. So you can't even do the off-season work. So really, it's a low 17 games. A guy who played 17 games and was a rookie probably would have more developmental time without being hurt. When you're hurt like that, you can't do anything but rehab. So you can't even get better in the off-season. So you're right. This is a this is basically his second year, starting this year. I mean, starting this week. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you five minutes now um, to give me the I'm five give you five, minutes. Yeah, five minutes because um, I saw Malik Willis play last night, and I know you want to talk about me. I'm gonna give you five minutes to dog me because uh, you know, I was the big Malik Willis fans. Go ahead, go ahead and say it, Kenny. When you say that, I picked him to I. In my draft, I projected him to be drafted in the first round. No, I'm just saying the way he played, though. So, Go ahead. But, but, but don't you're, you're saying that like I was an anti. No, no. I no, I'm saying the first I'm, round. right. But I'm saying that he he wasn't ready yet. That's the point I'm trying well, to. But that's make. got nothing to do with me. No, I'm just saying I'm gonna let you, you dog because you, you were dogging no, because no, you no. said I was so Malik Willis. You know, I wanted well, him up at the top of the draft at one time. Well, it looks like you were wrong. <laughs> I think this: when you put a young when you put a young player into a position. When he's really not ready, you can't expect to get you can't expect to get positive results, and that's what happened to him. He he really in his two starts uh, for uh, the Tennessee Titans because of injuries, they won one game, they lost one game. He's really not playing quarterback. He's just sort of taking the ball right, and right, handing it to people. Right. But that's not playing quarterback. That's right. not you know that's not checking out of plays and all of that. And I don't think this has helped his development at all. No, it's sort of the feel of playing in the National Football League, but it really isn't. This is not playing quarterback. No. And if you saw him just come unglued the last two or three plays of the game, you understand what when you're in over your head and you have no way out, what it does for you. Yeah. I hope it doesn't hurt him in the long run. And you know what? I don't think it will because if he if he were that type of kid who couldn't take it, he wouldn't be where he is right now, especially with the Tennessee Titans. No. So I I I want to see him. Take a deep breath, relax, get a chance to get back into his program and get ready for next year and years beyond because right now this is not doing him really any real any real good, any real service for him playing the way he's playing now because it's just it's too much it's too much to consume right now. This is why there's a malfeasance that they're doing with him is because knowing when the season started that he would need a year or whatever, because like I said, he he missed that other year and he transferred or whatever. They should have had a veteran, and he should have been quarterback three. You keep a third one, and you keep that veteran in case Tannehill gets hurt. Because, like you said, there's no way that he should be playing these games. And that's that's a that, if the Lions bring a quarterback in next year, and he's not like the top five or first round pick that's ready to go, then you put a third quarterback with like the Nate Sofield now that can come in in case of an emergency and you nurture a young guy on. They totally, like you said, you could ruin that kid if he's not mentally strong enough playing him before it was time. It's the same thing that the Bears did with Justin Fields. They succumbed to the pressure of the fans and drafted him probably higher than they should have taken him. Didn't play him, then got into this thing. Is he playing this week? Is he playing next week? When is he playing? Okay, we're going to play him for a couple weeks, and I'm going to bench him. And And it gave him, in his rookie year, He's lucky. To, well, I shouldn't say lucky. He showed some real fortitude in getting through that season and preparing himself for this year. To me, he's a rookie this year in terms of being a traditional uh, National Football League quarterback, and he's handling it pretty well, and he's getting better and better. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with what 
what happened last year in Chicago. This year in Chicago is really the way you should treat a young quarterback. That's it. All right, well, that's it for our recap today. Um, Chicago this week on the road. Then they go to New York, so they go to third biggest city to the first biggest city. Unless L.A., yeah, L.A. still two. Go to first biggest. So they got two big city games coming up the next two weeks on the road. Um, both winnable and games. And return of the best city of all, Detroit. Both winnable games. Both uh, teams to me that are, to me, talent-wise, right on the same edge. So we'll see what happens this week. We'll see how the week progresses. We'll see who comes back this week, uh, who's hurt, who's not. And then we'll talk about it Friday on our recap, Mike, before the game. And then we'll talk about it next Monday on the uh, review afterwards. So uh, any closing words there, Mr. O'Hare? Nope, not not for now. I think we've said enough. I can't wait to get to Friday and we can start making our predictions and all that and go through a week of practice and see how they look. All right. The two and six Lions straight off a victory against the dreaded Green Bay Packers. And this has been Ken Brown, Michael O'Hare on the K&M Podcast.